It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The NBA draft is finally over. I have not slept in 24 hours, but it doesn't matter because we're here to recap the Oklahoma City Thunder and what they did on draft night. Nothing went the way it was supposed to. The plans were thrown out the window early in this one, and there's still an untied trade right now with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So, so much to get to, including Russell Westbrook is now a Laker. What's happening? A fun show right now, Locked on Thunder, Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Site expert over at thundersintentions.com. Media member Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call in the show, 405-362-7128. Again, leave a voicemail at 405-362-7128. I have a lot of voicemails to get to this weekend. Uh, leave some more over there for a reaction podcast for you, the fans how you dealt with this draft night. Follow me on Twitter to let me know as well. On Twitter, how you're feeling after draft night at Ryland underscore Styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the how. Did you hear what it's box? And they'll know what to do from there. Listen, what's happening? I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. Our pets' heads are falling off. Well, I don't know what's happening anymore. I've given up, right? So here's the deal. Yesterday was the most anticipated day in quite some time. Yesterday was basically the biggest game day of the Thunder season. There's not been a bigger Thunder event besides yesterday and, of course, the lottery since Game 7 against the Rockets in the bubble. And it went nothing like it was supposed to be planned. So the draft unfolds. Cade goes one, clearly. Jalen Green goes two, obviously. Evan Mobley goes three. Cavs don't trade the pick. Okay, reasonable. The Toronto Raptors, they they did it. They did it. They did it. They did it. They didn't care. They took Scotty Barnes four. Now look. Masai Ujiri is a much smarter man than I am. Okay, I'll admit that. Uh, but Masai Ujiri saved Sam Presti from having to make a very tough and would have been a very bad decision. I think that Scotty Barnes is a bad pick. I think that he's a bad pick for a rebuilding team. With Toronto, things change a bit because Toronto kind of wants to win now, uh, necessarily, with Oklahoma City. I don't like the fit with Scotty Barnes in Oklahoma City. So I would I, I love that Scotty Barnes came off the board. Jalen Suggs goes five. Would have liked to see a swap from six to five, but... 
Again, why would Orlando give up that gift? I tweeted that out whenever people were, t- were tweeting me. Trade up for Suggs, trade up for Suggs. Yes, the Thunder want to trade up for Suggs, but why on earth would Orlando give this up? It's a prime opportunity. They lose the lottery. They get they get bad lottery luck, fall to five, and they still get Jalen Suggs because the Raptors take Scotty freaking Barnes. And so here it is. The ball's tipped, and there we are. It's magic moment. You're, you're running for your life. You're a shooting star. And then it's time. Wait, that's not how the song goes. I don't know. Anyway, here it is. Book night or Kaminga. Book night or Kaminga. Book night or Kaminga. And what happens? After about four minutes of waiting, Sam Presti takes Josh Giddy at six. Josh Giddy up. Giddy. Josh Giddy up. Giddy. Who could have predicted that? Lee Ellis did of the starters and no dunks on uh on the athletic. But nonetheless, it was supposed to be Book Knight or Kaminga. So then the draft took a turn. Our pets' heads are falling off, and all of a sudden at 16, the Thunder have Singoon in their lap. Singoon's supposed to be their guy. Our very own Chad Ford called Singoon a Thunder player through and through. He's supposed to be somebody that Sam Presti would love. He's right there in your lap. And they trade him to Houston for two future first-round picks. Okay, that's a shell shock. How good are those first-round picks, people are wondering. Now, I think that they're better than most people evaluate them at. I think it's a good trade. I think this is a very good trade. But still, you trade Singoon for two future first-round picks. People are irate. And then pick 18 happens. And you draft Trey Mann, this small guard that just shoots the lights out of the gym. The total and complete opposite of what is conditioned into Thunder fans' brains. Thunder fans were tweeting me this, this very evening that the Thunder were going to take these long, athletic non-shooters. Now, those people have not been, not been paying attention, but this was like a in-your-face, smack-you-in-the-face-with-reality of, like, this is an entirely new era of Thunder basketball when they take Trey Mann. And then the second round comes along, and they're not done there. This organization who's been taking bites at the apple, wanting the most upside swings, wanting the most opportunities. They consolidate picks 34 and 36 to trade up for a 21-year-old Jeremiah Robinson Earl who's good at everything but not great at anything. And then at 55, they take Aaron Wiggins, who, of course, was in Oklahoma City for one of these last rounds of workouts, had dinner with Jalen Horde, seemed like a connection there with the Thunder and Aaron Wiggins. We'll see if how that pans out, if that pans out at all. Uh, 55 does not really matter at all. Nonetheless, though, you see the twists and turns that we saw in this draft. You saw how unpredictable things were. You saw how every piece of news that we thought we had, we didn't. But yet somehow we know Shea's available for the first overall pick. It, it didn't make any sense. And as soon as the Thunder select Josh Giddy, Royce Young of ESPN, one of the most reputable people in Oklahoma City, says that the Thunder are working towards an extension with Shea. So we, we knew that that was the case. It's confirmed now. Uh, and I think that you can breathe a sigh of relief about Shea, right, for the time being for this season. And so... The instant reaction, circling all the way back to Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy, our new prize possession 
in Oklahoma City. Giddy up. It was shock. It was a bit disappointing. Right? Let's be frank here. We had our sights set on James Bucknight, our sights set on Kaminga even, our sights sets on Scotty Barnes even, and it comes out a guy who came out of left field and Josh Giddy a bit. Shocking, disappointing, and a brutal wake-up call. I think that the lottery should have been a big wake-up call as well, but this was the brutal, okay, there's no trade-up. You didn't have Suggs fall in your lap the way that Orlando did. This is going to take a long time. Like This is, this rebuild is going to be in for the long haul here, and, and I think that that is what really set Thunder fans off. I think that Thunder fans, as the days go by, and as they look into Josh Giddy more, will like the Josh Giddy pick a lot more. I think that the problem was with Thunder fans, even after the draft lottery, they still had this idea, hey, we can do anything we want to do. The, the future is in Sam Presti's hands. He can just force trades like he's playing 2K My GM, and he can force these GMs to take any offer he puts out there. And so he'll trade up for Evan Mobley. He'll trade up for Cade Cunningham. He'll trade up for so-and-so. And he couldn't do it. He tried. He couldn't do it. And you're stuck with Josh Giddy, who, again, is not the problem here. Josh Giddy is not the problem at all. It's just that cold, hard slap of reality of like, look, you didn't get one of the top guys in this class. This rebuild and this tanking session will go on for, for quite a while now, at least a couple more seasons. And fans are impatient, as they should be, as, as is typical. Fans are impatient. This is a gutsy move by Sam Presti. This is one of the most gutsy moves that Sam Presti has pulled off to date, and he's pulled off many of them. We'll get into that gutsy move about Josh Giddy. We'll get into Josh Giddy as a player. Also, more on Trey Mann, more on JRE, more on Andrew Wiggins. The Sam Presti press conference that lasted tonight. A trade involving the Thunder and Derek Favors that we still don't really know what's even happening on that aspect of things. And then, also, we're going to get to Russell Westbrook being dealt to the L.A. Lakers. All that coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. So the Oklahoma City Thunder draft Josh Giddy. And again, it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to be uh, sad or, or, or whatever expression you're feeling about this because we just sat through some very bad basketball, like very bad offensive basketball last year. A lot of losing and not much complaining. I'll give the Thunder fan base credit that. Like there was not much complaining about the wins and losses this year, which was like encouraging and fun and good sign. Um, so you felt like you were being a good soldier all season long, and then you got bad lottery luck, and then 
you finally talk yourself into the, the leftovers, right? Book night, Barnes, Kaminga, and you're left with the guy out of left field. I will say, we don't know the way that the Thunder evaluate these players. You're basing your reaction mostly as fans who just kind of read everyone's content, consume content, and kind of piece together whose information that you trust. But at the end of the day, it's it's all following just blind big boards. Like if Josh Giddy was ranked fifth on Sam Vecini's big board, you would all love this, even as his game film does not change at all, right? Even as his game tape does not change and, and everything he did is the exact same and, and all his skill sets are the exact same, just because he has a five by his name on Vecini's big board, it'd be all of a sudden a much better pick for most people. So like, you got to trust Sam Presti more in that area, but this is still a very gutsy move by Sam Presti. Uh, and Sam Presti better be right. He knows he better be right. This is a this is a legacy-defining and franchise-defining pick at six. He didn't go the safe route, which I almost like more, but he didn't go the safe route. He's staking his claim to Josh Giddy. He's leaning into this kind of new era of Thunder basketball. Now, personally, I think that Book Knight has a much clearer path to being a star in this league than Giddy. But Giddy still has a path. And... Sam Presti sees it differently. He sees that Giddy has the better path to being a star and being a high-impact player. And, and he, he praised how much Giddy has already impacted professional basketball overseas. This is a move that can set you back five years. It's a move that can accelerate you two years. It feels like you have one more shot at this, right? Just looking at the way that Shea's contract lines up. And again, it's not about Shea's age or anything. It's about uh, controllable years. You're going to have six of them. You're going to have... the one year, this year, and then five more on the extension. So you're going to use this year to tank, and then you have to hope for lottery luck next year, and then make sure you hit on that draft pick. And then you'll have five more years where one of them is going to be spent with you having a bunch of young players and probably struggling to gel a little bit. So then you have four more years of Shea control um, with that new current core of Giddy and whoever you draft next year. And then, of course, you still have assets to go make a big trade and swing for the fences on a disgruntled star to accelerate that timeline even more. Uh, but you have two high picks in this Shea window. Now, you can, of course, trade Shea at any time, obviously. But if you want to continue to build around Shea and have Shea be your uh, go-to guy and Shea be your face of the franchise as, as they should, you have a couple more picks here. And Giddy was one of them. Giddy was one of those top picks. You have another top pick coming up, and then it's, it's time to start kind of putting the foundation together and getting things solidified. And this goes a long way in doing that. It's a gutsy pick. It's a pick I wouldn't have made, but I'm not Sam Presti. I would not have made the Pokashevsky pick last year. I'm not Sam Presti, so what do I know? Uh, but this is a move that is not going to be a microwave success. You're going to wake up today, and as you drink your coffee, listen to my podcast, and consume those over-the-top winners and losers articles that happen on every platform and every publication, and you start consuming these winners and losers of the NBA draft articles, you're likely going to see the Thunder as losers in every single one of them. And when you start reading the grading of the tra- grading of the draft picks and things like that, the Thunder are probably going to get bad grades and going to get losers tagged to them in this draft. And Sam Presti does not give a damn, right? Like he's going to bet on himself. He's going to bet on his scouts. He's going to bet on his organization. And the Thunder, just as Masai Ujiri has been good at that, have been good at that, at betting on themselves and betting on their organization. So you've got to give them some time here. And that's the problem, right? And it's not a problem in the sense of like a bad problem. It's just like that's why people feel so bad. Because you felt like you gave all the time watching them lose this year. 
and, and, and watching the suffering of the lottery. You wanted tonight to be that instant gratification. You wanted tonight to be that instant cup of noodles. But instead, you're going to have to put something in the slow cooker. You're going to you're gonna have to put something in the crock pot, right? You're going to have to wait around for 12 hours and, and see how good your meal can be then. Because Giddy, Mann, Robinson Earl, and Wiggins on paper is not going to get high draft grades. It's not going to get you as a big winner from the night. On paper today, July 30th. What it can do, though, is get you those high draft grades and those winner labels and those revisionist history you know, A pluses in four or five years from now. And that's what the Thunder are hoping for. That in two years, we look back and say, wow, the Thunder were great at drafting Josh Giddy." And remember, the draft never goes in order either. Like, the draft is never something that you can predict. It's a crapshoot. No matter how good you think you are at evaluating talent or how good you think that your favorite you know, content creator is evaluating talent, the draft always has misses. Somewhere in the top five, top six, the draft has misses from a conventional wisdom. And if you want to try to get a look at Sam Presti's big board, look at what happened. He, he couldn't trade up, and the players that were off the board were... Cade, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Jalen Suggs. He had every other player at his disposal, and he selects Josh Giddy. Now, a month ago, two months ago, it's Tristan Presti. It's Tristan Presti. It's he's so great. He's the best GM ever. So you have to also trust in him right now whenever you might not agree with him. And, and he could be wrong. He could be very wrong. But... Just because your favorite internet talent evaluator who watches a couple YouTube games doesn't like Josh Giddy doesn't mean that Sam Presti's wrong or that your favorite content creator is wrong. Like, who knows? We don't know anything yet, but that's the problem with the selection. We want to know everything right now, and we can't have that instant gratification. And that's a big problem, especially in society right now, is that we can't have that instant gratification. But looking at Sam Presti's big board, it's clear Giddy is at least six and probably higher. What are the odds that, that Bressy's big board look like Cade, Green, Mobley, Barnes, Suggs? So Giddy's at least six on his big board or, or at least higher than that because Pressy could have gone any other direction. He could have traded down. He could have drafted somebody else. He could have had Book Knight. He could have had anybody that he wanted to. And he put Josh Giddy's name on the draft card. I like Josh Giddy as a person. He's a fun interview in the interviews I've been inside uh, of the Zoom calls with him. He's been a fun personality to, to listen to, talk. A very interesting personality as well. I think that off the court, he's going to be a star. I think that he's going to be a fun player for fans to get to rally around. You see his TikToks and things like that. I think he kind of leans more into that in the NBA as well. Uh, on the court, there's some things to like for sure. There's also some question marks. And again, this is going to be you putting your faith in Sam Presti. This is going to test the hashtag trust and Presti movement. Is it the pick I would have made? No. I would have gone book night. But I'm also not Sam Presti. I also don't have all the resources that Sam, Sam Presti has. I also don't have the teams and teams and teams of talent evaluators helping me out in this decision-making process. I have synergy, game film, and an office. That's it. A couple monitors, a microphone. That's it. So I'll trust the multi-million dollar business right now. And that business could be very wrong. But guess what? I've also been very wrong. I thought the Celtics should have taken Josh Jackson. 
I thought the Thunder should have stayed away from Pokoshevsky last year. It's a crapshoot. And we'll see in two or three years who's right. But I do understand the frustration of the fan base of suffering through that season last year and walking away with Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, and JRE and, and Andrew Wiggins. Because while they might be great players later on, on July 30th, 2021, it doesn't feel that way. You're going to have to read about how your team lost the draft today. And hopefully, in two years, they'll be writing a different tune in all of these draft articles. We'll see what Josh Goody can do. We'll talk about him as a player coming up. Also, Trey Mann. Also, of course, Sam Presti's press conference, as well as Russell Westbrook being dealt to the L.A. Lakers. And we're still waiting for the trade regarding the Thunder and Derek Favors in the Utah Jazz. So a lot to get to, a lot still coming up. But first, we're going to start right now with good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a phenomenal protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. They have amazing flavors, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate cake. My favorite flavor is the cookies and cream option. I absolutely love the cookies and cream built bar. Most bars have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. They're amazing flavors, amazing tasting. They're all healthy for you. If that delicious list does not narrow it down for you, I know that they all sound phenomenal. If that does not narrow it down for you, guess what, folks? Go buy the mixed box. That will give you uh, two of each flavor, two of every single flavor. You get two of each flavor, try them all out, and then reorder the flavor you love the most. Check it out today. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. They're great for pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement. Try it out today. Pupa.com. Promo code LOCK15. 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15. 15% off of your next order. BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. So Josh Giddy, he struggled to shoot a bit in Australia. He had a bad, 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 bad start to the season. Started to pick it up a bit as the season wore on, but was sitting around 30% all year long by the end of it. Uh, he is a triple-double machine over there, really good playmaker, can really help others around him and, and can create for others greatly. This is a big guard who will be an elite rebounder in the NBA at his position. Elite rebounder. So there's a lot of good here. Uh, big enough to play off ball, a versatile uh, player that can cut and finish at the rim very well. I question how much he can translate to defense. I question his foot speed. But at 18 years old, there's a ton of upside. I believe he can shoot the ball better than he showed in, in Australia. I like the jump shot itself. I think that it can fall more in the NBA. I think that you're going to see a jump in that category as soon as his rookie year. I like his playmaking. I do hesitate, as I do with Scotty Barnes, about players who 
their elite NBA trade is playmaking whenever you're going to put him next to Shea, who openly wants to be a point guard. It's like Baisley. I think that Baisley's NBA trait is playmaking, but you never get to see his NBA trait because he's playing next to uh, so many guards during his NBA tenure so far, and he's not been put in that position to show that off at, at, at times in the NBA just yet. Maybe we see that more this year. Uh, but with Giddy, I love his playmaking. Again, I, I buy into his shooting upside a bit. Uh, I think that he's going to be an elite rebounder, going to be very positionless, exactly what Mark looks for. Uh, the more that this pick sets in, Again, there was that cold slap in the face of reality of, wow, all that scuttlebutt was an entire lie. We, we, don't, we didn't know a damn thing about this draft. And, okay, this is going to take a little bit. This, is gonna, this rebuild will take a while. This will not be a snap-your-fingers uh, rebuild. After that subsided, the more that you dig into Josh Giddy, I think they're going to really like him. I think they're going to really like this guy, especially in the Vegas Summer League coming up August 8th against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Giddy will be a fun player. Will he be great? Will he be good? All-star good? I don't know. He'll be a fun player, though. I think that for next year, this is going to be a fun roster. They're going to lose a lot of games. They're not going to be good, but a fun roster as far as it's constructed right now. And that's what I can guarantee with Giddy. I can guarantee you fun. I can't guarantee you great. That's a scary proposition. What if Sam Pressy's wrong? I think that for it to be devastating... It'd have to be like Kaminga's really great or Book Knight's really great or even or even Franz Wagner's great because those are the names that Sam Presti realistically would have taken. Like, I don't want to do the total revisionist history. Let's say if Isaiah Todd, my, my guy, turns into a star. Like, if Isaiah Todd turns into a star, I don't want to say, well, Sam Presti could have drafted Isaiah Todd twice, three times in this draft. I don't want to do that because he was never even really considered at pick six. Like, who was considered there? Of the group of Giddy, Kaminga, and Book Knight, you have to hope Giddy's the very best one. Now, granted, he had the entire board available to him at this time, but even Giddy was a stretch. Anyone else but Giddy, Book Knight, Kaminga would have been considered an even bigger reach at that point. So, of those three, I think that Book Knight's the best chance to be a star, Giddy's the second best chance, and then Kaminga is the third best chance with the, with the lowest floor. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Not a flashy pick. Do some digging into it before we make some sweeping judgments. Um, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes with Josh Giddy. Trey Mann, totally new era. Totally new era. A small, skinny guard who is just elite from beyond the auction, 40%. The highest skater selected since Bradley Beal in the NBA draft. Uh, of course, the Thunder have a huge connection to that Florida program with Mark Dagnott and, of course, Billy Donovan. Uh, so they go way back with Florida. They like Florida prospects. My number 24 prospect that you got at 18. Jeremiah Robinson Earl and Andrew Wiggins, same things here. Not Andrew Wiggins, Aaron Wiggins. It's late, folks. I've not slept in 24 hours. It's like 5 a.m. right now. The Wiggins and Central Oklahoma City, JRE, they both have 3 and D potential. I believe in Wiggins a bit more than JRE in terms of the, being an elite 3 and D specialist. But JRE does a lot of things very well. He's intriguing. Uh, we'll see how much they invest in these two guys if they're on two-way deals or if they're on fully guaranteed deals or what the deal is there for those contracts. Now, the Sam Presti press conference. Sam Presti says that the SGA rumors are manufactured from the new age social media, age of, of things, of the way doing business here, compares it to the tabloids and the magazines uh, that you see at the grocery store. He reaffirms that he's excited about Shea and excited about having an extension uh, drawn up with Shea this offseason. That will get done here quickly as August rolls around and, and we can start to talk about free agency on August 2nd. 
that'll get done pretty soon uh, as that opens up. And then says that Giddy is going to have a ton of room to grow. Praises his impact on the NBL already. Mentions that a big part of player development is their fit, right? The fit with the player and organization, that that's a big part of how a player progresses and that he views Giddy as a perfect fit with this organization. Now, again, here goes back to trusting Presti. It's not just a blind faith thing in Presti. It's not anyone being afraid to criticize him. I think that, again, I would not have made these picks that, that Presti made. That in itself is a form of criticism. I'm saying that it's not a blind thing of just trusting Presti because Presti, he has more information than us. He's able to work these guys out and be hands-on with them. He's able to sit down with them, talk to them uh, candidly, one-on-one, and, and really draw things out of them that we can't do. He understands who's going to be a hard worker, who's going to be somebody who fits with what we try to instill in our culture in Oklahoma City. And he viewed Giddy as that, and that's a big part of getting the most most of a player. I think if Marvin Bagley went to a better culture and gelled better with organizationally and with teammates around him and coaches around him and front office members around him, if Bagley went to a better organization, he's a better player right now. You cannot tell me that that guy just forgot how to play basketball. You just can't. That's partly on the Kings, partly on him, partly on the Kings as well, though. So it's very important to find that perfect fit between the organization and the player and the upside and the prospect. It's an inexact science, but it takes a lot of moving parts to get it done. He does say that Tail Maldon will play Summer League. He expects all four rookies to play Summer League as well, although he mentions things can happen. So the rookies need to sign their contracts, need to get physicals, need to do all those things in a short, short, short turnaround. So it's probable to believe that they will not all be there on August 8th. That's a quick turnaround here. August 8th right now is a week away by the time that things get settled and these prospects can start flying in to Oklahoma City. Uh, you know, On Sunday, it'll be a week away from August 8th. That's a quick turnaround to get your physical, get your contract ironed out and everything like that and get to Vegas and, and get in with the team. So... They're all four planned to play. We'll see if that actually happens. Maldon will play as well. Also, Poku, though, will not play. So Pokushevsky will be out of Summer League. He's not hurt or anything like that. He's just going to be doing some different developmental plans that do not include playing in Summer League games. He'll still probably travel there and practice there and weightlift there. He just will not play in the actual games. He's on a different developmental plan. They do not view Summer League as something that can really help Poku. Uh, as somebody who's gotten experience with the G League bubble and with the NBA, uh, Interesting there. I would have liked to see Poku play, but they see a better path for him in developing him uh, somewhere else this summer. They say so far he's had a great summer. We'll see if that continues in the rest of the summer and into this season. So there you have it. That's the Sam Presti press conference. That's the draft pick roundup. We'll go more in depth on each and every draft pick as we start to talk with Richard Stamen and we talk with other draft experts. And right now, you can listen to the way that Chad Ford, Raphael Barlow, and John Corrales reacted to this Thunder pick. So let me throw this at you. The rumor here is that it's going to be Josh Giddy. Yeah. Surprise. A little bit surprised. That, that we feels like we didn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Let's let's talk about that because yeah. that feels like that's that's not that's not where we're mo- most people had Giddy mocked. Certainly not where I had him mocked ever. I, well, I didn't. I don't even think I mentioned him uh, <laughs> at, at Oklahoma City. So good on Sam Presti. Uh, you know, the whole thing there at Oklahoma City is they keep everything really tight to the vest. And, you know, whenever something leaks, you almost have to be afraid of the leak. Though Poku leaked last year, and so I think everybody felt more confident, including me, that maybe maybe the front office is leaking now. They did not let that leak. I haven't heard anybody talking about Josh Giddy uh, to Oklahoma City. Obviously, one of the best passers in this draft. 
very intriguing at 6'8", and the way he is, again, able to handle the basketball, pass the basketball, a little bit of a funky shot. Uh, defensively, you worry a little bit. Does he have this sort of lateral quickness and athleticism uh, to defend guys in the NBA? But, uh, but man, I mean, Rafael, you're the international guru, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, take, take, us, take, us, take us through the rationale of why Giddy to Oklahoma City. Well, first of all, if you look at their roster, you have Dort is Canadian, Gidget Alexander is Canadian, Pokashevsky Serbian. It's a busy uh, passport office. Maladon hey, is French. <laughs> let, let me interrupt you here because it's official. Josh Giddy selected by the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that is how our live draft show reacted in studio. A great production by us, the Lockdown Podcast Network, Sean Corrales, Chad Ford, Rafael Barlow did a great job over there uh, covering this draft from all angles, all throughout the first and second round. Great job there by the gang over there. But that's how they reacted to Josh Giddy, and that's how the Thunder kind of head into the offseason, putting their mark and their staple on the offseason with a very patented Sam Presti zag as he goes for Josh Giddy. After having a day to decompress, how do you feel about Josh Giddy? Giddy up. How do you feel about this draft class? How do you feel about the, the Thunder? How do you feel about Sam Presti? Are you ready for yet another season of tanking? Are you ready for another season of trying to uh, better the odds and trying to hopefully do it better than they did this year? Uh, and so, again, the last topic of the day, uh, we're going to save the Russell Westbrook thing for, for later on. It doesn't really matter. You know what I'm going to say. Hopefully he gets a ring. Uh, the last topic of the day, the Thunder are trading for Derek Favors. They have no centers on the roster currently. Of course, once they trade for Derek Favors, they'll have a center on the roster that can play center uh, you know, more traditionally. Did not make a start last year for Utah. Came off the bench all year. Uh, had a nice season. Is owed over $9 million this year, $10 million next year on a player option that he's probably going to pick up. Uh, worth noting, he's a good mentor, so like he can help Baisley, Roby, Poku, JRE, Wiggins, etc. But the return on what's happening, who's going to go to the Thunder, who's going to go to the Utah Jazz, the package is unknown. All we know is that the favors is going to go to Oklahoma City. I, I've been waiting on this for two hours now, and I'm not sure when the return will come out uh, for the, the, the package of the Eric Favors, but he'll be in Oklahoma City. Not a big deal to me. I mean, again, he's a good mentor that will hopefully help him uh, and hopefully help the Thunder as well with their young players. And his salary means nothing to the Thunder as they're not even struggling, as they are struggling to hit the salary cap floor. So that's the the, the episode. I have not slept yet. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to also record more podcasts this weekend. Winners and losers of the draft. Going to do you know Russell Westbrook content. Going to do free agency previews. Going to do reviews on Kitty and, and Trey Mann and JRE and, and dive deeper into those individual prospects as well. Get you all set for Summer League as well. A lot to still get to. Make sure you stay subscribed to Lockdown Thunder. We're going to go stay daily all throughout the process, so make sure you stay with us every single day. Until next time, be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Thunder. Giddy up. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.